uploading the virus. Eagle One, the package is being delivered. Hey everyone, this is Motherboard Editor-in-Chief Jason Kebler filling in for Matt Galt, and I have our Senior Editor Jordan Pearson. Jordan, hello. Hello, hello. What's going on? How's Canada? Is it cold? It is uh, freezing up here. I am not dealing with it super well, I'll be honest, Uh, especially since today we have more of like a slush situation going on, but... Uh, we'll make it through. It's ha- it's heartbreaking for me because you have a beautiful grill, and it's it's hard to grill in the slush, as I hear. Thank you, Th- thank you for acknowledging this because it's a trying time in my life. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have you on today to talk about cryptocurrency, and specifically, we're going to talk about Constitution DAO, which is Constitution DAO, uh, the group of people who tried to buy the Constitution. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, what a DAO is, what a shitcoin is, like that sort of thing. Um, but first, I'm going to play a clip uh, that sort of contextualizes some of the chaos, at least. So uh, there was an auction a few weeks back in which Sotheby's was selling a copy of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, it sounded a little bit like this. It's presenting a unique single lot sale as part of our November marquee auction series, alongside our biggest sales of the year for contemporary and modern art. Such a showcase is a perfect presentation for one of the rarest and most prized pieces of American history, a first printing of the United States Constitution dating to 1787. Beautiful. So important American history, Sotheby's announces that they're going to do this um, normally when some huge relic like this is being sold. It gets a lot of media attention. But in this case, um, we had a group of online people trying to buy the Constitution. how, how did this all come about, Jordan? Yeah, so, well, I mean, DAOs have, like, a really long history uh, going back, like, a few years onto Ethereum, maybe, like, 2015, maybe even earlier. But there was this thing called the DAO, which was, like, DAOs were so new, it was literally just called the DAO. Uh, and these are just supposed to be, like, kind of, like, new democratic organizations where people like vote with tokens and these tokens eventually become valuable and uh this idea has kind of been percolating for a few years and just recently you know i think there was like a conference and uh this group of like crypto people got together and said hey what what if we start a DAO and it's like we buy the constitution at this auction and uh so it started kind of like as almost like a joke but it became a meme and like very very quickly it gained steam and sort of like raised millions of dollars overnight, essentially from like thousands and thousands of people. Right. So a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. And I think there was like a local NPR um, episode about DAOs in general. And I think that someone that they quoted in one of the articles described it best. It's like a group chat with a bank account attached to a bank account. And so um, some of the things that DAOs can be used for are basically like in a perfect world, it can be used to replace like a government structure or a company structure. So you basically get tokens, as, as Jordan was saying, and then you use those tokens to vote uh, sort of on like the goings ons of that organization. And so for a company, that might mean that you earn tokens by doing work uh, and then you are paid out like a fractionalized amount of the company's profits according to the amount of tokens that you have. Um, is that correct? Like that, that's at least how it's been described to me from people who 
are trying to use DAOs to basically like run companies, for example. Yeah, that's generally it. Um, although, like, I think it's important to note that like most of these DAOs, including the Constitution DAO, like are are not really DAOs by their own definition. So, like in theory, a DAO is like supposed to be this, but like I don't know how many DAOs actually have a clear idea of how to do it or what they're doing or what they're gonna do. Um, but like, yeah, in theory, it's like this thing where you know you buy tokens and then vote with your tokens, and you know. If it's like a DAO that's like buying something, which is most of these DAOs are really just like trying to buy something specific. Uh, and like, so maybe you'd vote on what you buy or you'd vote on where it's displayed or, or you'd vote on like you know, how much compensation the, head, the, head, the heads of the DAO should get. That's like another common thing that people vote on. So yeah, I mean, that's generally the idea. Right. So in this case, some people are like, yo, we're going to buy the constitution, donate Ethereum to us and we will have a discord where we'll, we'll talk about what what you get and originally they were like you will get a fractionalized piece of the constitution so you know if yeah. if the constitution cost they were estimating between 10 and 15 million like if the if the constitution costs 15 million and you put in five dollars you'll get five dollars divided by 15 million like 0.0001 percent of the constitution and then you get yeah. that level of voting power and they sort of uh they framed it this way, but then they quickly kind of pivoted from that to to something else. Um, yeah, their their Twitter like banner, I think, was initially like uh, "It's always sunny." Quote, and it was like the gang fractionalizes the constitution. Like they were pretty explicit about that at the very beginning, and then yeah, as you know, like it changed really quickly. Right, and it changed to like you are buying governance tokens in a nonprofit entity that is trying to buy the constitution and you will get voting power on what is done with the constitution but you won't own the constitution um like that was kind of what they pivoted to and they kept saying like this is not an investment this is not an investment you are donating to a nonprofit, uh but you're going to get some sort of t governance tokens and the tokens were unfortunately called people like dollar sign people tokens oh, god and yeah and yeah, so real bad. that that's kind of like what uh that's like how it was set up and then here's like uh here's kind of how this went on auction night i have another clip to play of kind of like this this live stream was um was streamed on youtube by sotheby's and this is the moment that the constitution is sold 41 million dollars it is brooks bid at 41. it's ahead of your phone it's with brooke at 41 million this historic document with brooke lampley's bid at 41 million dollars viewed around the country at 41 no are we sure at 41 million dollars brooke looks like congratulations are in order to your bidder david you're out Anyone else is welcome to jump in, but Brooke Lampley, the bid is yours for the United States Constitution at $41 million. Sold $41 million, title 411. So everyone is thrilled. Like everyone's watching this YouTube uh, just to set the scene. Like they're watching this and everyone's like posting all these memes in the comments section. They're like, we're going to make it. Like WAGME is, is an acronym that people have been using. Like we are going to buy the Constitution, W-A-G-E-T-C. Uh, and then in the Discord, shit's like going crazy too. Everyone, um, 
assumes that basically like this Sotheby's representative Brooke is the person who is representing Constitution Dow and Constitution Dow raised something like $46 million. And so they were basically like, we got this, like it sold for 41. Uh, like this is, uh, this is the constitution. We, we did it. And then there's like this information vacuum for 15 minutes. Cause no one is quite sure who Brooke actually represented. And then eventually it comes out that Constitution Dow did not win the Constitution. Someone else won the Constitution. And in my mind, like, this is where the chaos starts. Um, I'll just skip ahead slightly in the story. The person who actually bought the Constitution was Ken Griffith, who is the CEO of Citadel, a gigantic hedge fund that was ultra controversial during the GameStop fiasco of earlier this year. Uh, He's one of the people who sort of bailed out some of the hedge funds that were shorting uh, GameStop and lost a bunch of money. And so he's been looked at as like this super villain for various reasons. And then he kind of jumped in and outbid this group of, uh, of crypto investors, which was, was something like 8,000 people. And uh, that's just like a really funny turn of events. But uh, Jordan, you want to yeah. talk a little bit about the bidding strategy here? This is something that you've been ranting about for a while, and I completely agree with you. It's like, uh, how, wh- how and why did yeah. Constitution Dow lose this? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it couldn't, it really couldn't have gone like any more perfectly or, f- or funnier than it did, really. Um, but like, yeah, so I mean, you, this thing's going on, people are raising money and most in crypto like it's happening all in public um so like everyone can see including ken griffin like you know how much this group is raising so uh i mean I, i am not in the art market i don't know a lot about like auctions but i do know this which is you can't go into an auction loudly declaring exactly how much you're willing to pay because, you know, there might be a billionaire who is going to do like the $1 more thing and outbid you, which is pretty much exactly what happened. Like the Dow went and said, great, we have like 40, $46 million. We got this. And then, uh, you know, it was just like $1 more almost. Right. It wasn't $1, like, but you yeah, know what I mean? And 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 the reason they couldn't go higher is because Sotheby's like takes a percentage and like then there's, you know, these handling fees and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, they basically the, the reason given by Constitution DAO's um, administrators as to why they didn't win was like they didn't have enough money to pay all the fees. And so, uh, yeah, Ken Griffin sees, OK, well, they have somewhere in the neighborhood of like forty four or forty five million dollars like. I will simply bid until yeah. <laughs> they can't beat us. Which anymore. is nothing for him. Like he's into like he buys art regularly, like millions of dollars worth of art. And like this is who you're going up against. And like it it's it's tragic because it's like you know that it's just like pocket change for him. Like it's just like, yeah, okay, like here, like forty seven million dollars, sure. Like and yeah, it's just, it's just like this was like uh it's funny because people kind of portrayed it as like almost a, a a win after because it was like oh look who we were bidding against like vindicated like we were bidding against this like wall street guy the whole time because i mean i don't think we've really like made it explicit in this conversation yet but like this whole thing was like it was essentially like a game stoppy thing 
like people were like we're gonna rug the billionaires like fuck billionaire private collectors like this belongs to the people and like people piled in from like all around the world to like specifically fuck over some billionaire like ken griffin uh who ended up outbidding them right right and so here is where I, I like th- I want to spend the bulk of our time talking about kind of the aftermath and the specifics of how this worked because uh, it is it's been a learning experience I believe for many people but at the same time I don't think they will have learned anything because it all kind of worked out in the end but basically um, Constitution Dow spun up this crowdfunding effort and they used a platform called Juicebox to take contributions. And Juicebox, as I understand it, at least for this uh, this crowdfunding effort, accepted exclusively uh, Ethereum. And so... Yeah, it runs on Ethereum. It, it runs on smart contracts. Right. And so let's say, hey, I'm like young, idealistic person. I don't know anything about cryptocurrency, but I, I want to buy the Constitution and I want to, you know, contribute to it. Um, and I actually did this for the purpose of trying to figure out like how this works. Like I've had, I've, I've recently started buying like very small amounts of cryptocurrency because we write about it a lot and I want to understand how it works, but I'm not putting like tons of money into cryptocurrency. But in any case, um, the way that it works is like you can use any sort of crypto exchange to get Ethereum. But in my case, it's like I downloaded Coinbase, which is a popular wallet. I connected it to my bank account. I go to buy Ethereum. Um, you, you know, connect your bank account. You say, Hey, I want $200 of Ethereum. You send it to Coinbase and you're charged a fee. Um, this transaction fee in this case was something like three bucks. Um, so I, cha- I, I put in $200 was down to 197. Then I have to send that money from Coinbase to an Ethereum wallet. Uh, in this case, I use something called MetaMask. Uh, I went from Coinbase and sent it to my MetaMask wallet. Uh, Coinbase took, I think, like $14 for that transaction. So I'm down to like $180 or something. Then it is in the MetaMask wallet and you need to send it to Juicebox, which is another transaction. In this case, I had to pay a gigantic fee um, called a gas fee, which is basically a, a fee to execute a transaction on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, and in this case, uh, the fee was $75. So I ended up sending $75 to Juicebox and paying $75 fee. So I ended up with like, I don't know, like $75 worth of people tokens uh, that I had gotten from Juicebox and the um, and the Constitution DAO. And I, I had like $15 in Ethereum left over. <laughs> it's so wild. So it's, it's a lot of fees. And then, then what happened was they lost the, um, they lost the auction and you then had the option to get a refund. Like you could get your money, your Ethereum back from Juicebox. But in order to get your money back from Juicebox, you had to pay the gas fees in reverse. And so I would have to pay the fees again to get it back to MetaMask. And then from MetaMask, I'd have to pay again to get it back to Coinbase. So basically what I'm saying is like, I put $200 cash into Coinbase after all was said and done, There's $75 in people tokens that I could exchange for Ethereum, but I would have had to pay a $75 fee about to get that back. And so I would have had my entire refund wiped out. And a lot of people were in this boat. There was like 
you know, $46 million raised, something like that. And something like half of all um, contributions were around like $200 or less, meaning that uh, like a huge portion of this was going to be wiped out by Ethereum gas fees. Um, And so this made people really mad. Like I was on the Discord, I was watching it. Everyone was like, you know, I'm getting rug pulled. Like I'm getting scammed. I can't believe this is happening. This is unbelievable. Like how could this happen to me? Um, other people were just kind of joking. Other people were like, well, just hold people tokens, whatever. So the the end result was, was basically like people had two choices. They could either pay a ton of fees in order to get like some small amount of money back, or they could continue to hold the people tokens. Um, which in my case, it was like 18,000 people tokens, um, at some like exchange rate of whatever the, it was like 1 million people tokens per one ETH. So I don't know. I had like 17,000 and I was like, I'll just like leave it because like, I don't care. Like as in, you know, my money's either going to get wiped out or I'll just like leave it in. And that's what a bunch of people ended up doing. And then, oh, so the other thing, the other important thing is like the admins were like, we're going to shut this down. Like, we're not going to do anything with the people tokens. We recommend you take the refund. People like has no constitution. Dow has no future. We're shutting it down. Uh, the people tokens are going to be worthless in the sense that like they can't be used for its original purpose, which was to for voting power in this specific organization. And so like before they shut down, they were even going to like introduce another token before they like ultimately shut down. Right. Like it was like this crazy back and forth. Yeah, it was a mess. It was like, you know, they were like, we're going to actually give create a new token called we the people token so it was like wtp was going to be exchanged like for people which was exchanged for eth which was like gonna um pivot to some future for the dow and then their lawyers told them because they they got lawyers because they had raised 40 million dollars and people were mad at them um and they were trying to administer like a pretty complicated project on short timeline um they were posting announcements in the discord and they were like, our lawyers recommended we just like shut this down and refund people's money. So, um, that's all to say, like it was, it was messy for about a week and people ended up just holding people tokens, uh, which I think you should hop in here and explain sort of like, what is a token when it doesn't have a use like there are many different types of tokens and cryptocurrencies and so on and so forth there's obviously like bitcoin ethereum solana cardano uh all sorts of other ones but these tokens like what what are these tokens what are people tokens ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Right. People tokens are like within this uh, category of crypto tokens called governance tokens, which are unique to DAOs. Um, So, I mean, conceptually, these are supposed to be like not the same as just like 
you know, Dogecoin or even Bitcoin or Ethereum. Like it's it's not a coin that is su really supposed to be something that you buy as an investment. It's supposed to be something that has utility within the DAO. So you can like vote using it, uh, like with a weighted vote, depending on how much of the coin you have and this type of thing. So that's like the general idea. But like what we saw with Constitution DAO, which I think is like probably representative of what pretty much all or most DAOs are, which is that like, you know, people were anticipating that this token would have a value um, because like governance tokens are cryptocurrencies, like whether you call them a governance token or something else, like they're tradable and they have a secondary market and governance tokens are worth like, like it's like a multi-billion dollar market right now. Um, so like, you know, people are like licking their lips over like, you know, what project is going to become a DAO and like airdrop a bunch of valuable DAO tokens next. Um, and you know, this is sort of getting away from the original idea of like, oh, we're, this is some kind of democratic tool, um, and sort of going into the realm of like, well, this is ultimately like an investment like any other. And obviously constitution DAO really tried hard to push against this. Like, as you mentioned earlier, like they were like, this is not an investment, this is like a governance token. You're going to vote with this. But we saw that narrative really kind of slip away pretty quickly. Like, I, th I mean, maybe you can speak yeah, to this, but I yeah. think pretty okay. much from so, the beginning. So basically, yeah. it's like everyone was investing in this as like, uh, maybe I can make a lot of money. Maybe not everyone, but the, but from the get-go. From the beginning, some people were, right? From the beginning, some people were definitely investing in this. Like, I'm going to buy a fractionalized portion of the Constitution. And, uh, and the Constitution is a priceless artifact that in 50 years, like, this is going to be worth 10 times what I paid. Or maybe next week, it's going to be worth 10 times what I paid because of you know, collectibles and the rarity of this and the fact that it's a part of American history and I, I will have a voting share and whatever happens. And like, that's what Constitution Dow's founders were like, don't buy this in, as an investment. But based on the discussion and the discord, it's like people were buying it as an investment. Like many people were saying the quiet part out loud. They were like, you know, like going to get rich off this shit. So yeah, like we're going to have a thousands of dollars and thousands of members and it's going to be hot shit and our governance token is going to be valuable like right that's, that's kind of the idea right right so then th this brings us to basically like what happened and what is still happening which is the constitution doubt people are like we're we disavow this project we don't want anything to do with the project people your people tokens are worthless and you can get a refund off ju uh, juice box if you want if you pay gas fees so they like step back from the project. Then the US dollars, like each uh, people token was worth 0 .00, no, 0 0.01 cents at this time. And then they're like, we're going to step away from this, but anyone can get a refund from Juicebox. When they said that, the price skyrocketed, like not a little bit, like a lot of it, like Soon, the to each people token was worth a penny. Then it was worth three cents. And like by the end of the weekend, like this all kind of went down on Thursday, uh, like Thursday, the 25th of November. Uh, by the 27th, which I believe was like a Sunday, it was Thanksgiving weekend. Like by the end of Thanksgiving weekend, it had topped out at 17 cents a token, which 
I don't have my calculator in front of me, but basically it's like a thousand X what it was on. Yeah, Thursday. like we're not talking doubling or 10 X like this is like this is gain. So I, I remind you, I put seventy five dollars into this by the end of the weekend. My seventy five dollars was worth two thousand five hundred dollars. Like it was unreal, like just crazy. And so um, this happened, I think, for a couple of reasons. One, because it's like a, an insane meme that got a lot of media attention, not just from us, but from like nightly news and like all sorts of people. And so, um, you know, obviously yeah, like, it kind of became a meme coin. Like it was supposed to be a governance token, but then, you know, the Dow dissolved and then it's like, what's left. It's like, well, it's a meme coin. It's, it's kind of like Shiba Inu or, or anything else. Right. And there was also, so there's a couple properties that made it like valuable in my opinion um just like if i had to ascribe value to it it's like one there was a limited number so like there could not be more made because sort of all basically all the people tokens were minted and then people walked away from the project and the juice box contract was shut down which is where the tokens were created second a lot of people did just take their ethereum refunds meaning they burnt the ability to get people tokens and so uh, it was a deflationary asset, I guess. Um, there, right. there were like less people, less were even, yeah, people were even, yeah, people were argument that like because I had to sort of set a price for people, like one million people equals one ETH, that like that was kind of like conceptually back too, right? I think some people were, yeah, like so it's like the, that. that's the thing is like even if this, even if people tokens plummeted in value, you could always get the refund for them through the juice box thing. And it's like, ethereum exchange rate and so sort of like accidentally people token was backed by the value of eth which is you know four thousand dollars per eth it's like you could exchange them so so in theory like if the price of eth goes up the price of your people tokens go up because you can always just like get that refund at that base exchange rate and then the third and final thing is like people were just like pumping this like people were buying them People were selling them. There was just like a lot of attention there. And then this brings me to there was a Chinese Discord channel within the Constitution Dow channel where people were just speaking in Mandarin being like, we're pumping this coin. We're buying it. We're telling our friends to buy it. Like there's all these whales buying it. And then there was also a Telegram channel in Mandarin that had like 18,000 people buying the tokens. And so it just like skyrocketed in value. And so you have this project that, like, these coins are not useful for anything. Not not saying that, like, a lot of cryptocurrency is useful, but it's, like, the stated purpose of it is... DAO's like, gone. The DAO's gone. And so it's, it's literally just, like, a collectible coin. Um, in any case, uh, so it, it topped out at, like, 16 cents, and then for the last two weeks, its value's been plummeting, but it's still, like... You know, it was down to like five cents, then four cents, then back up to six. And then as we're recording this, it's back up to 11 cents per coin. So it's like, I don't know what's going on here. Like this is kind of, it's hard to predict what's going to happen next, but it's like, this has become a valuable thing um, for people in this world. And a lot of people have and can make a lot of money it's like starting to get listed on more and more exchanges it's starting like at first if you wanted to sell it you had to sell it on one of these various like decentralized 
exchanges and it, you had to do a bunch of different you had to swap it right yeah you had to swap it so i i sold mine because i was just like i feel uncomfortable having all of this like i bought this as basically like let's see what happens for the purpose of an article um but i sold mine when it was like eight cents um and i used something called uniswap and i like had to go from metamask and then swap it onto this uniswap thing and i had to pay like 200 dollars in gas fees there and so like when all is said and done i turned like essentially like 450 dollars into 1000 dollars, which is a huge like more than doubled the money that i put into it um you know in a week without doing anything and without i didn't do this as an investment i just did it because i wanted to know what was going to happen with this like very chaotic thing um but it's like i only put 75 dollars in you know lots of people put thousands of dollars or or like one eth and they have like 100x their money um right which congrats to them i guess um in any case like this story is ongoing and yeah the, the, i mean the reason i wanted to talk a, about it yeah. is like the, the stories like this happen all the time in the crypto world and it's just like for reasons that make no sense but also have very real ramifications in terms of like some people are making a ton of money and some people are losing a ton of money and it's it's like it's slot machines but it's like uh I don't know. Like, did this yeah. go the way that you I'm, thought it was I mean, DAOs go? have... I mean, on one hand, yes, it did. I think you'll remember me saying in Slack, like, this is prob... They're probably not going to buy the Constitution, and then they're going to try to, like, kind of make it a thing still. But, I mean, that's the limit of my foresight, because this went, like, completely haywire. And, like, you know, it went in a lot of directions that I don't, I don't think anyone really expected. But I think what's kind of most interesting like is like the legacy of it like after constitution dow like there was like an explosion of DAOs that are trying to like buy all sorts of stuff like there's like a DAO that's like we're gonna buy an nba team but then like you know they're only gonna raise like a few million dollars and like they have all this fine print about how maybe it's not gonna be a team maybe it's just a stake in a team maybe it's not even a team in america like blah 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 uh and like i don't know like it's, it's hard not to feel that like um, you know, if not, maybe maybe not among like the team, the the DAO teams themselves, but at least like some investors. I think it's like pretty clear that some people are seeing like all of this DAO stuff as just like it's almost like it's not an ICO, like an initial coin offering. If anyone listening remembers that whole thing, but it's kind of like an ICO because it's like you know there's going to be this DAO token that gets airdropped. And it's going to be valuable. And like, that's why we're here. It's like, because we're kind of like bootstrapping this coin's value with sort of like the energy of a community of people, like, or like, you know, the millions of dollars of investments that it holds, like whatever asset they're buying, whether it's like the constitution or a piece of art or like NFTs or the rights to touch a tungsten cube in Illinois once a year, which like also happened. <laughs> but like also just like constitution, most of these data, DAOs like they're they're promising to become a DAO like they're like one day will hold votes but you know they're calling themselves DAOs without being DAOs most of them are just selling NFTs right is, is really I, what it comes I, down I think to. that's the that's really the crucial point here it's like this was billed as a DAO like we are going to let you vote on what happens 
The infrastructure for the DAO was never created. No vote was ever taken. All of the decisions were made by, uh, you know, a group of like 10 to 15 core developers who said, here's what we're doing, uh, you know, sort of at the behest of the lawyers that they hired. Uh, the project was shut down. Like nothing that they said they were going to do came to pass. And yet everyone is rich off of it. And so, like, and and as you yeah. said, like a lot of these other DAOs, like they're not DAOs. They 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 have DAO in the name, but and they ha- they mint a token, but they're not governing anything. They're not creating anything. They're not doing anything. It's just like we are going to create these tokens out of thin air and apportion them in some way, and hopefully we get enough press coverage or enough hype or enough or someone mentions it at a congressional hearing or something and it goes viral for a few minutes or days or hours and people can sell and get rich. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, you know, some of these are like scams actually. Like there was, uh, you know, like Anubis Dow, I think was like one recently that sort of had like uh, an alleged rug pull or, you know, an actual rug pull um, that, like, people were really mad about. There was, like, one uh, called Snow Dog Dow that, like, people were really upset about. So, like, it's clear that, like, um, you know, uh, you know, you know whether, it's, whether or not these are actual scams, like, people are losing a lot of money in some cases on these. And, like, it's hard not to see how, like, the whole Dow thing, like, feeds into that, like, even as, like, marketing kind of like draw people into like this whole thing um i mean you know like anything else in crypto like there's going to be some aspects of it that people are like exploiting um to to eventually like you know effectively either scam actually scam people or just like you know make a lot of money at like other people's expense essentially right well that's the current saga of constitution dow um i learned a lot about how crypto i mean there's lots of different aspects of crypto, but I, I learned a lot about how this particular aspect of crypto works, some of the mechanics of it. Um, it was enlightening, and I had I had an enjoyable time watching it all unfold. I think I would have had a much less enjoyable time had uh, I put a ton of money in and saw all this chaos, and the token didn't skyrocket in price, which it very easily could have gone, could have, and probably should have gone the other way. Like it, it doesn't make any sense that this is worth anything. Um, and now you have a bunch of copycats and hangers on. But uh, anyways, that's uh, that's how DAOs work. That's how this DAO worked, at least. <laughs> um, okay, well, thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. I think Matt will be back, but thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. I'm Jason Kebler and Jordan Pearson. Thank you for, uh, thanks for being here. Um, Bye. Have a good weekend. 